Hi everyone, it's Carter. A quick disclaimer before the episode. Riley and I are teachers in the real world. That's not made up for the show. But one thing we do make up are students. Riley and I take our roles as public community members seriously and would never use the real names or personal experiences of students in our classes, past or present. As such, any student names you hear us say are made up on the spot, and stories about our classes are highly editorialized for entertainment. Also, we like to keep our show clean of inappropriate language or content, but we feel that the stories themselves should be read without censorship of language. A content warning will be in the show's description in case we need one. That's it. Enjoy the Fable Fellas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fable Fellas Fairy Tales Told Fairly Unfairly by Fairly Unfair People Like Me, Carter. And also me, Riley. And Riley, are you ready for another round of Aesop's Fables Fellows? I know you're trying I know you're trying to do like the boxer voice, like let's get ready to rumble, but it's coming across as that one voice that we use to irritate Alex. Number fifteen. Oh yeah, no, I, oh got it. I gotta stay far away from that voice. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, crunch his flavor. <laughs> not by. Uh, not by any. Not for any reason, and not by any means. Yep. Don't want um, any bit of that flavor. Aesop's fables, fellas. If you don't remember, friends, Aesop or Aesop. Aesop's fables are a uh, selection of very, very short stories that always end with a moral statement that we can all take away and learn a little bit from. So I'm going to read it right up until that moral statement, which is included in the story at the end. And then Riley is going to guess what that learning was. Are you ready? So far, I am undefeated and I am ready to protect my title. Okay. I'm going to start off by uh, chucking one. Vera. This is a fastball. Okay. All right. It's called the Jay and the Peacock. The Jay and the Peacock. A jay venturing into a yard where peacocks used to walk found there a number of feathers which had fallen from the peacocks when they were molting. He tied them all to his tail and strutted toward the peacocks. When he came near them, they soon discovered the cheat, and striding up to him, pecked at him and plucked away his borrowed plumes, so the jay could do no better than go back to the other jays, who had watched his behavior from a distance. But they were equally annoyed with him and told him what? Huh. Oh, wait, hold on. Is that where, like, the moral comes in? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's baked into the story. They told him, and this is the lesson. This is the moral. Okay, so he collected the feathers. Oh, um, did they tell him that he's perfect the way he is and he doesn't need to try and be something he's not to be loved and good? Now, that is a lovely sentiment, but I want to remind you that the Jays were equally annoyed with him for what he did. And they told him... I'll give you one more guess. And they told him... <laughs> were, they, were they doing the New Jersey thing of, what, you think you're better than the rest of us? <laughs> I'd say that's closer. They told him... It is not only fine feathers that make fine birds. I think I got it. <laughs> I, well. Still the champ. <laughs> um, here's the next one. We'll do one more. The Wolf and the Lamb. Once upon a time, a wolf was lapping at a spring on a hillside. 
when looking up, what should he see but a lamb just beginning to drink a little lower down? There's my supper, thought he, if only I can find some excuse to seize it. Then he called out to the lamb, How dare you muddle the water from which I am drinking? Nay, master, nay, said Lamekin. If the water be muddy up there, I cannot be the cause of it, for it runs down from you to me. Well then, said the wolf, why did you call me bad names this time last year? That cannot be, said the lamb. I am only six months old. I don't care. Oh, I don't care, snarled the wolf. If it was not you, it was your father. And with that, he rushed upon the poor little lamb and wara, 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 ate her all up. <laughs> wara, wara, wara. <laughs> Just what it says. Wara, wara, wara. But before she died, she gasped out, what? This I think you could get. I think you could get this if thinking about it just a little more or a little harder. You could, I bet you could get the exact words. Mm, let me think. We've got, he wants a reason to eat the sheep. The sheep keeps coming back with reasons that he oh, uh, they're oh. not to blame. Is it that bullies will always find a reason to justify themselves, even if the reasons are complete nonsense? Any excuse will serve a tyrant. Yeah! Yes, exactly right. Still the champ. Still the champion. And now, are you ready for Goobrand on the hillside? <laughs> what? <laughs> Goo Brand on the hillside? <laughs> That's right. PCS Bjornsson is back. Okay. With, okay. with a story called Good Brand on the Hillside. Wait, spell it for me. G U D. Same word. B R A N D. Oh, I thought you were saying. Good Brand. Okay, I thought you were saying Goo Brand. Like G O O. <laughs> no, Good Brand. Okay. <laughs> Goodbrand on the hillside. I'm not ready for Goobrand on the hillside, but I am ready for Goodbrand on the hillside. Goodbrand on the hillside by P.C. Asbjörnsson. There was once upon a time a man whose name was Goodbrand. He had a farm which lay far away up on the side of a hill, and therefore they called him, let's say it all together, Goodbrand on the hillside. He and his wife lived so happily together and agreed so well that whatever the man did, the wife thought it so well done that no one could do it better. Oh, well, this is a, this is is a nice change of pace. Well, okay, we can't criticize this type of couple when we... <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. If This type of couple in the real world is a bit much, but in terms of what we have gotten out of the Fable Fellas so far, this is a breath of fresh air. This is idyllic. No matter what he did, she always thought it was the right thing. They lived on their own farm and had a hundred dollars at the bottom of their chest and two cows in their cow shed. I know. They could buy a meal and a half on DoorDash. (laughs) Well, not if if they want a tip. They Uh, just one meal. Alternatively, they could afford about three guys' nights worth of food. Because I always do the fast food that week. One day the woman said to Gudbrand, I think we ought to go to town. Just stop that. You stop that. Stop. That's the lowest hanging fruit. Come on. We're better than that. We have to be. 
<laughs> You're right. We both lift each other up in this podcast. Yep, so that we can stand on mountains. She said, I think we ought to go to town with one of the cows and sell it so that we may have some ready money by us. We are pretty well off and ought to have a few shillings in our pocket like other people. The hundred dollars in the chest we mustn't touch, but I can't see what we want with more than one cow. And it will be much better for us as I shall have only one to look after instead of the two I have now to mind and feed. Yes, she makes good, a good point. thought. Yeah, she, no, we don't need two cows. Yeah. What, what, yes, good what, what am I going to do with two milk? What are we going to do? <laughs> I don't need two. <laughs> two, two milk. milk. Two milk. That's, that's milk. outrageous. Milk is plenty. <laughs> what, what am I, Bill Gates? Two milk. Yeah. What am I going to make with that? Two butter? Come on. Two cheese? Get real, my wife that I love so much. God, you're so smart. Who are we? Jeff? Besos? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Besos? <laughs> yes, good brand thought. That was well and sensibly spoken. He took the cow at once and went to town to sell it. But when he got there, no one would buy the cow. Huh. Wonder why. Ah, well, thought Goodbrand, I may as well take the cow home again. I know I have both stall and food for it, and the way home is no longer than it was here. So he strolled home again with the cow. Yeah, these are both sensible people. Yeah, and I'm so not used to that in Fable Fellas. I'm really rooting for good brand and good wife. (laughs) When he had got a bit on the way, he met a man who had a horse to sell. And good brand thought it was better to have a horse than a cow. So he changed the cow for a horse. Now hold on, show your receipts, good brand. You've already got one cow. May as well get a horse. You got a horse and a cow. Yeah. Now you can have one milk and... What what is one horsey? Uh, gl- gl- glue. What is that right? Horses do, do that. Horses don't produce glue, Carter. They don't make glue. God, can you imagine if they did though? That that's what they said. Like the horses are making glue for us. D- well, yeah, but it's, it's kind of like lighting a firework. You don't get to keep the firework afterwards. <laughs> When he had gone a bit farther, he met a man who was driving a fat pig before him. And so he thought that it would be better to have a fat pig than a horse. So he changed with the man. Oh, Dollar says he ends up with a cow again. He now went a bit farther, and then he met a man with a goat. (laughs) He's going to end up with like a little red pen. (laughs) No, he's going to end up with a cool yo-yo that lights up. (laughs) He thought it was surely better to have a goat than a pig, and changed with the man who had the goat. I, the, I wish it was explaining the step-by-step process of why he thought one was better than the other. I feel like this is taking some shortcuts after already establishing. I know, like, right? Like, like, these are sensible people. They've established it. To not give details on why he's justifying one is better than the other kind of feels like the author is uh, taking shortcuts. I think the blanket justification here is that he's already got a cow. This is what his wife said. We have a cow. So, whatever is not a cow. Yeah. Anything isn't a cow, except cows. So, please go out and trade this cow for something. Something Ideally money. like Yeah, something that isn't cow. Because we have cow. And I would like to look at more things in the barn. I guess. So, he's got a goat now. He went a long way till he met a man who had a sheep. He changed with him, 
for he thought it was always better to have a sheep than a goat. Okay. He just likes the flavor. Always. 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 Now, if you're going to make a statement in absolutes, you got to provide some details. Come on. Well, here's where I think we really take a drop in value. Okay. When he had got a bit farther, he met a man with a goose. So he changed the sheep for the goose. <laughs> goose are negative value. Goose do not offer value. They make your life harder by being around them. There's an entire video game that was the whole preface of that, and it was one of the most popular games at the height of the pandemic. I'm so frustrated, Goodbrand. We were all rooting for you. We all Little needed dude. you to come through, and now you're just like everybody else on Fable, fellas. Truly a letdown. God. But wait a, but wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. I have to compose myself. When he had, when he had gone a long, long way, he met a man with a cock. He changed the goose with him, for he thought this wise. Okay, it is no. surely better to have a cock than a goose. Okay, well that's true. Like you'll get eggs; it'll wake you up at daybreak. That's fair. Uh, cocks don't lay eggs. Hens lay eggs, my man. Now everyone knows how stupid I am. Hey, but kudos to you for bowling right through into chicken zone. Yeah. He walked I'm on until adult. late in the day for when he began <laughs> to feel hungry. Nobody knows what, what we were talking That's about true. there, so it's fine. Uh, so he sold the cock for... Oh, wait. He walked on late in the day when he began to feel hungry. So he sold the cock for six pence and bought some food for himself. No! For... For it is always better to keep body and soul together than to have a cock. But good He's going to be in so much trouble when he gets home. He set off again homeward till he came to his neighbor's farm, and there he went in. How did you get on in town? asked the people. Only so-so, said the man. I can't boast of my luck, nor can I grumble at it either. And then he told him how it had gone with him from first to last. Well, you'll have a fine reception when you get home to your wife, said the man. Oh, no, Heaven you help won't. you. I should not like to be in your place. Oh, your place. okay. It was a sarcastic. It was a sarcastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't yeah, read yeah, it far yeah. enough ahead for that to, to get the tone. Try Let again. Me do a quick sight read. Oh, well, you'll have a fine reception when you get home to your wine. <laughs> Heaven help you. I should not like to be in your place. I think I might have fared much worse, said Goodbrand. But whether I have fared well or ill. I have such a kind wife, but she never says anything, no matter what I do. Uh, so you say, but you won't get me to believe it, said the neighbor. Shall we have a wager on it, said Goodbrand. I have a hundred dollars in my chest at home. No. Will you lay the same? I'm starting to get worried about Goodbrand. I'm, yeah, I think this might be it for old Gooby. So they made the wager, and Goodbrand remained there till the evening, when it began to get dark, and they went and they went together to the farm. The neighbor was to remain outside the door and listen, while Goodbrand went in to his wife. Good, they can't cheat. He can't, like, be like, okay, don't freak out. Don't. We're gonna make a hundred dollars <laughs> off of this. So just, listen, just come with me. Good evening, 
said Goodbrand when he came in. Good evening, said the wife. Heaven be praised, you are back again. Yes, here I am, said the man, and the wife asked him how he had got on in town. Oh, so-so, answered <laughs> oh, <no>. Goodbrand. <laughs> Goodbrand, no! Get oh out God, of there! So-so. I Abort gave the, mission. the cow away, basically, for, a, for dinner. Yeah, I gave the cow away um, for a chicken parmesan <laughs> that I ate by myself in the food court. <laughs> there were leftovers, but I didn't even bring them home. <laughs> yeah, I just threw them in the trash. <laughs> Not much to brag of. When I came to town, no one would buy the cow, so I changed it for a horse. Oh, I'm glad of that said the woman. We are pretty well off, and we ought to drive to church like other people. And when we can afford to keep a horse, I don't see why we should not have one. Run out, children, and put the horse in the stable. Uh-oh, we've got children. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, well, I haven't got the horse after all, said Goodbrand. For when I had it, I got a bit on the way, and I changed it for a pig. Dear me, cried the woman. That's the very thing I should have done myself. I'm so glad of that, for now we can have some bacon in the house and something to offer people when they come to see us. What do we want with a horse? People would wait, only say wait, we had become wait. so grand that we could no longer walk to church. Something to offer people when they come to see us? What's that supposed to mean? Bacon! Well, she already said bacon, and it can't possibly keep that long. <laughs> Well, you could, I mean, you could, you could preserve bacon. They probably did a lot of preserving back in those days. You know, they just put it in the barrel with all the salt. They put it in the chest with the hundred dollars and a bunch of salt. Yeah, that'll help the hundred dollars multiply. Yeah. Keeps the hundred dollars fresh. So then she says that we don't really need a horse because then people would just think that we've gotten too big. You know, our heads have gotten too big. Yeah. Run out, children, and let the pig in. Into the house. <clears throat> But I haven't got the pig either, so don't worry about letting the pig in the house. Don't want the pig in the house. For when I got a bit farther on the road, I changed it into a milch goat. Dear, dear, how well you manage everything, cried the wife. When I really come to think of it, what do I want with a pig? People would only say, over yonder they eat up everything they have. No, now I have a goat, and I can have both milk and cheese and keep the goat in the into the bargain. She, Let in the goat, children. She sure is thinking about what other people are going to say quite a bit. But she's being positive. Yeah. And if she stays positive this entire time, they're going to make $100. If she doesn't break at the goose. <laughs> Let's see. I don't have the goat either said Goodbrand. When I got a bit on the way, I changed the goat and got a fine sheep for it. Well, shouted the woman, you do everything just as I should wish it, just as if I had been there myself. What do we want with a goat? I should have to climb uphill and down dale to get it home at night? No. When I have a sheep, I can have wool and clothes in the house and food as well. Run out, children. Let in the sheep. I haven't gotten the sheep. For when I got a bit on the way, I changed it for a goose. You idiot. The end. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that, said the woman. 
and many thanks too. What do I want with a sheep? I have neither wool, uh, I have neither wheel nor spindle, and I do not either care to toil and drudge making clothes. We can buy clothes now as before. Now I can have goose fat, which I have so long been wishing for, and some feathers to stuff that little pillow of mine. Run, children, and let in the goose. Okay, she came up with more uses for a goose than I would have thought of. <laughs> I haven't got the goose either, said Goodbrand. When I got a bit farther on the way, I changed it for a cock. Well, I don't know how you can think of it all, <laughs> cried the woman. It's just as if I had done it all myself, a cock. Why, it's just the same as if you'd bought an eight-day clock. For every morning, the cock will crow at four, so we can be up in good time. What do we want with a goose? I can't make goose fat, and I can easily fill my pillow with some soft grass. Run, children, and let in the cock. Hey, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> I'm running all over the place, and I haven't seen any There's of the nothing out here time. except our neighbor, and he's looking really... He's sweating <laughs> profusely. <laughs> hey, mister, are you okay? Are you okay? Shh, shut up, kid. Shut up. I got a hundred dollars riding on this. Mommy says he's got a hundred dollars. Well, golly, if that don't beat all. A hundred dollars. Somehow my husband is the best because of that. <laughs> but I haven't got a cock either, said Goodbrand. For when I had got a bit farther, I became so terribly hungry that I had to sell the cock for sixpence and get some food to keep body and soul together. Heaven be praised you did that, cried the woman. Whatever you do, you always do the very thing I could have wished. Besides, what did we want with the cock? We are our own masters and can lie as long as we like in the mornings. Heaven be praised, as long as I have got you back again, who manages everything so well, I shall neither want cock nor goose nor pig nor cows. All right. Goodbrand then opened the door. Have I won the hundred dollars now? He asked. And the neighbor was obliged to confess that he had. The end. Yay! <laughs> he did it! What a good brand. <laughs> Do you think... I mean, this the moral of this story is to just be inexplicably lucky. Or... Or... Love, pick him right. Or true love conquers all. Yeah, true love conquers all. It does conquer all. of all. the things. Even common sense. <laughs> We didn't need two milk. You went out with a cow. You were gonna bring back some money. But you instead ate a sandwich. God, I love you, <laughs> husband. I love you so much. You're I love so you, great. husband. Everything has gone really well for us. And now they have $200 and one cow and some children. Ah. They did what it. A, what? You know, it's just that it's that pastoral paradise, that livelihood that we can only all aspire to, that romanticized life on the farm. Nothing goes wrong. It was a lot more comprehensive than the doll in the grass. It was. My favorite was when the uh, when the wife was like, "We don't need a, we don't need a cock to tell us when to get up. We're our own <laughs> masters." That's that was stupid. What I said before. Well, that was the smartest thing. Well, I mean, she's right. You can sleep in whatever you want. Yeah. No Speak gods. No masters. Yeah. If we had a only rooster, good just brand, him and along all day long. This is. Man, I think you got to take this on the road. You'd be like, all right, everybody. I am such a fool and a mess up that I will bet all of you $100 
that no matter what I do wrong, my wife will still support me through it. And at this point, the wife's in on it, obviously, because he sees what he's got. No, 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 that, break, that breaks the immersion. That it breaks it, well, <clears throat> I suppose you're right. I just think he should try this grift again, because this grift was Oh, he should definitely try it again. The payout But was to incredible. tell his wife, I think, would throw off his game. What do you think? Um, how far or do you Carter think you stretch it? Do you think when she's like, hey, you know what? I think it's time we sell our second cow. And then they wouldn't have. Now, then now they have what's, zero what's milk. on the line here is zero milk. So he better make a good sale. But she'd still be cool with it, right? Like, no matter what happened. I don't know. And then she's like, you went with our second cow and you brought back nothing. You You're a beautiful a man. Yeah, you spent it all on beer at the pub. You spent it all um, on the ponies. But you know what? Love ya. Who doesn't need to treat themselves to a good time? You're you know, so leisure, smart for treating yourself. Leisure is a rare reward, and it's one that we all deserve to give each other from time to time. And now all of a sudden they have $300 because he bet a different neighbor. <laughs> but then the next day he's she's like, will you take our sons to school? And then this is, this and he is comes back goes. with a sandwich. Sandwich. <laughs> he said that school asked if they could keep him. God, you're yeah, so I don't know smart. for like the mines or something. They said <laughs> the mines. Oh, you well, know what? Great. I think great that now we don't have a now we don't have any children to worry about getting getting hurt or having to raise because now the state will look after now them. The gotcha. state will look after them. <laughs> You've done such a good job. God, I'm so happy I married you. <laughs> oh, man. In spite of everything, it is nice to have a wholesome relationship for once in one of these stories. For real. Even if it goes entirely too far in the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where you have to start to call in the intelligence of the characters involved here. Yeah, especially since they were doing such a good job of justifying themselves. Exactly. Yeah, they were well-spoken individuals. And then... So, you know, I think they just, they're just happy with their lot. Maybe when you have true love, you don't need a cow to milk children that are yours and not <laughs> cared for by the state. Maybe you just well, need each other. And $300. And $300. In the bottom of your box. <laughs> Incredible. Carter, what you been reading? I've been reading, I just finished a book that was Alex's recommendation to me. Alex recommended that I read a science fiction, speculative science fiction Chinese novel called The Three-Body Problem. Oh, yeah, he's been talking about that a lot lately. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's part of a trilogy. The second one's called The Dark Forest, and the third one is um, sort of abruptly named Death's End. Oh. So, who knows where the, st where the story's going, I suppose. But uh, what it is, is, an, is a uh, to pitch it briefly... Imagine that in the in the aftermath of the Chinese Cultural Revolution, which saw lots of political figures and sort of and, and, and professors and collegiate thinkers and scientists of the time be uh, worse than ostracized. Many were executed, many were imprisoned and uh, essentially the status quo is fully mm -hmm. overthrown during the Cultural Revolution. So in the wake of this, a. A woman, or I, I, I don't want to spoil, actually, that's kind of a spoiler. So I'll just say, in the wake of this, 
another species, another alien species, life outside of the solar system is made contact with, first contact occurs. And when that happens, it, it, it happens to be that the people who made first contact have given up on the future of humanity. So they are fully in fully for a hostile takeover. Oh, interesting. And so what happens when the folks who are have all the seem are seemingly have have the upper hand here uh making contact with aliens are the ones saying, "Hey, come on in. Please change everything." So that because we've given we don't have any faith in humans' ability to just get themselves out of the mess that they've made of this place, and that's the th- that's the, and there's a lot more going on. There's a lot of like heady sci-fi topics, lots of discussions about like different theor- theories and and in physics. It's a big physics book, basically. Um, that sounds too. neat. But I finished it and I'm like ready to go on the second one. I just got to put like some book between that and this one so that I can get a little palate cleanser. Right. Time but, to process. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it was good, and um, the translation is really good. It doesn't necessarily read like a, a novel you'd be used to reading. There's some things that feel like a little bit more like, then there's in places it's deeper, and in places it's a little shallower. When just you just you kind of go along with the translation, but it's read it's written very nicely. It's written beautifully. There's lots of lots of prosaic language, and at the same time, really challenging concepts. Hmm. The three body problem by I believe I think it's uh, Sishin Lu. Or Sishin Liu is how you say the name. I could be totally butchering that, and I apologize if I am. Anyway, if you liked our uh, story about and who <laughs> about a happy couple for once, drop us a rating on any web any platform with which you listen to this show, and tell other people to listen to it too. Because by growing our following, we will eventually be able to do this all the time. Hope you enjoyed that happy couple story. It's not happening again. That's right. That may be, well, there's still several Norwegian stories to read, but who knows as well, you know. Who's to say? Who's to say? But in the meantime, I have been Carter. I'm still Riley. And you are keeping it viddy. Keep it viddy. That's right. You don't have a choice this time. Yeah. You will keep it viddy. Hey, you, you will. are keeping it viddy. Even when you think you aren't. You are. Even when your vidi is at its lowest, look to the skies and remember, I am. Yeah. I am. And in case you haven't been listening since the beginning, it is a good thing. It is a good thing to keep it. It is a good thing. Go listen to the man that was to mind the house, and then you'll understand. All right. We out.